Welcome to another episode of the Just Elite podcast. With me today, Matt O'Keefe. If you don't know who he is, do you even CrossFit? Are you in the in the CrossFit business? Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining me all the way from the States. We are a few few days away from the 2021 20, uh, Noble CrossFit Games. Um, I see a beautiful photo in the background of uh, Matt and Tia. That was, of course, from the 2020 Games. Before we get to the 2021 Games, tell us about yourself, just briefly how you got into the fitness business. Your parents had a dealership or you, you had a family dealership. You sold insurance, if I, if I remember correctly. So how did all this come together that you now, I mean, you're one of the big names in, in our sport? Well, th first off, th thanks, for, thanks for having me and... Um... You know, and and thanks for that cool introduction. Maybe you should be my hype person. <laughs> I like that. Um, I, yeah, it's um, it's been an awesome journey. It's uh, it's been we I've been quite reflective of late. You know, particularly with Matt's retirement. Um, you know, we we never really spent a whole lot of time stepping back, and you know, we were always you know, especially with my work with Matt, we were always like very aware of of um, you know making sure that you know we were recognizing the moments and the accomplishments and really being present i guess is, is the best way to describe it but never like you know doing a whole lot of stepping back and being like damn like look at where we were and where we've come together specifically with you know he and i together um and because our past like really have, have run all very parallel right you know my and i and i've always said often when people do ask me about, you know, my journey in the space, um, I was, I'm very grateful for, you know, my opportunity to, you know, have met and worked with him through all of this, because, you know, certainly that was my start from where, you know, for, for what my path took and, you know, where I am today. Um, you know, and he similar too. it's just like, a, it's kind of a cool story because, you know, it's, uh, he'll, he scoffs at and laughs at me when I'm, you know, I, I do give him a lot of credit for that. Cause he's like, well, shit, you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, I probably wouldn't even have played the sport if you hadn't, you know, kind of pushed me to do it. Um, because he, you know, looked at it very differently, you know, the way he was initially approaching it and, sort of how he thought about it and you know what he might do with it but anyway you know i i um started a clothing brand and you know i've told the story many times but you know the long story short redline gear was matt's first sponsor and that i started that in 2013 you know i was a crossfitter i i you know i had sort of like a lot of people that are in the space you know this like this sort of life-changing experience in a crossfit gym you know i i played university sports and uh worked out to be better at sport my whole life um and um when that kind of died i you know a piece of me died after university i was just like had no purpose from a fitness perspective which was you know um tough for an athlete you know you know having competed all the way into university to swallow um and you know, I bounced around, you know, different, you know, whether it was a yoga or just different types of fit fitness to try to like find my way. And when I stumbled in a CrossFit gym <clears throat> some 10 years ago, now my life changed, you know, it, it was, um, it gave me more purpose in life, helped me day to day with being fit, you know, you know, everybody, we all talk about the fitter for life, uh, you know, sort of scenario. And 
at the time it was like very focused on being competitive in CrossFit. When I first got in, I was younger and more, you know, able to be on that side of it. And then it quickly spun from that to being competitive in the business side of it. You know, I really saw an opportunity and I, I launched that brand. Um, and that's where I met Matt. And from there, it just kind of went crazy. You know, it, um, <clears throat> the marketing side was very attractive to me. And, um, I really enjoy, uh, building brand building and, you know, um, I've always been wanted to, and, and been attracted to the, the, the agent management side of, you know, uh, the whole sports world. It was just like something that I don't have mentors and friends that do it. And, um, you know, I took the opportunity, you know, quickly after starting Redline to, to be on the advisory side with Matt particularly, but other athletes as, you know, my work with him, you know, played out more and more and more. So, um, yeah, it's been a wild journey. Honestly, if, if, if anybody had ever like put in front of me where I sit today and the whole ecosystem and what I've been able to, to do with athletes and brands and events, I would have laughed um, uncontrollably and said somebody was insanely crazy that I'd be kind of where I am today in this whole thing. And um, it's been fun and a lot of hard work from a lot of people um, that have believed in things that, you know, I've attached myself to and, you know, been willing to do a lot of hard, crazy work. Cause you know, this has been this just insane startup space for years and, and startups require, uh, a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of weekend work. And um, it's, it's been wild and fun. And uh, I'm really, you know, having blast still today. I love what I do. I don't really feel like I get my work. Um, and uh, it's, um, it's still growing at a wild, wild pace, which is really cool to be a part of. So sorry for that long winded answer, but no, that's know, amazing. I, pr I prefer that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it's, I've, I've it's, had uh, interviews where it's just yes, no, yes, no, and you don't want that. So <laughs> <laughs> you won't get that from me. Uh, it's uh, you know, today, uh, today we're um, you know, we just finished operating our, our we own two events that were semifinal events in the CrossFit season, the West Coast Classic and Granite Games. And um, we've got a ton of work coming up at the CrossFit Games with brands. We're working with Noble and Goad and some other brands on their activations um, and how they'll market on site at the events, um, retail and just activation based stuff. And then um, we're getting ready for Wadapalooza, which is, you know, honestly, you know, so exciting after missing it last year. It's, um, you know, it, it was good. It was a good year to, you know, it's never terrible to have a year <clears throat> to sort of recoup and recover and, you know, retool any, you know, something of that magnitude, it was sad to not execute it though. So I'm really pumped about January. Um, I want to, I, I wanted to wait with the Waterpalooza, but, but let's continue on, on, on that. Waterpalooza is one of the most famous, if next to the games, um, event in, in CrossFit. And it's, it's become kind of, it's not just a sporting event. There's, there's so much more around it. And people might think that um, Loud and Live Sports was actually the initiator of this event, but you guys jumped on a little bit later and then it grew to what it is today. Tell us about that process, how that happened, and what difference Loud and Live Sports made in that event to make it blow up to this global phenomenon from athletes from all around the globe that really want to, you know, compete at that stage. That's just 
it's Miami, which a lot of people haven't had the privilege of traveling to. But um, yeah, it's it's awesome to watch. Yeah, those are, you know, all really good questions and points. Like it, it's, um, yeah, you know, this, the, the sort of timeline on that is in 2000, sometime in like 2017, um, you know, uh, the founders of the agency that I'm, you know, that I now work with and that I'm partnered with um, stumbled upon a really cool, what they thought was a cultural fitness experience in downtown Miami that was really on brand. It's Wadapalooza. And, you know, I, I, my progression with Wadapalooza is that, I mean, I've been there as a brand. I brought Redline there as a coach, you know, with athletes, you know, different athletes. I, I was able to sort of, you know, help in competition there. And as a fan, um, it was one of my favorite weeks of the year. It was a great industry week always for guys like myself that were on the agents, agency side to be able to go poke around and meet, you know, with people, have dinners, brands. It was like a little less um intense for athletes too because you know although you know a bigger opportunity <clears throat> financially it was you know a looser week it's miami you know it was like sort of our it, it is sort of our party spring break of of the space but um <laughs> yeah they they bought the, the, my, the, they bought it in late 17 and i helped with it in 18 um and um you know, with them, you know, sort of, you know, that's kind of how I got introduced to Loud and Live. My, you know, my partners uh, then were looking for help and, and for, you know, somebody that had a real good grip on the whole ecosystem, whether it was a brand or an athlete to kind of, you know, bring this thing together. So I consulted them in 18. And we quickly kind of realized that it would be a really good marriage, honestly, to, you know, do more work together and bring all these things together. And um, which was, you know, crazy, scary and exciting at the same time. So we didn't obviously invent or found the, found the event, uh, Guido Trinidad did. Um, and it was, um, I mean, what he built in, you know, with, you know, sort of his, you know, where he's sitting in the world, he's an affiliate owner that built this massive, amazing brand and phenomenon in Miami. And you know what, quite frankly, like even, and I'd say like, there's even an evolution to what we're doing and I'm doing with the event, you know, you know, my role at this point, you know, is, and, and what we continue to do year over is bring people and partners in that can help us grow, right? I don't have all the answers, nor did Guido, right? And at that point, it, you know, he did the right thing by Waterpalooza and partnered with Loud and Live, you know, um, and, you know, he's on to bigger and better things in his life, you know, that he's more focused on. He's, you know, running Faith RX now, um, you know, that was a great move for him and, and, um, he's been a great friend of ours moving forward too. And, you know, he's someone that we can bounce things off of because I tell you what, like when it comes to uh, Wadapalooza, you know, between him and Dylan, who is still a part of my team, Dylan Molitsky, who, who's a legend in the space that nobody, you know, not nobody, a lot of people don't know about, um, you know, he's been with Wadapalooza from the beginning. He was an MC. Uh, he was the voice of the games for years, but you know, when it comes to the brand, you know, they're the, they, they, those guys are the godfathers of it. Right. So it's like, you know, you, to be able to call Guido and say, Hey dude, like, what do you think of this? You know, cause you are like, I mean, you, you and listeners can relate. It would be, you know, when you born some, when you birth something like a brand like that, I mean, you own it. Like nobody can understand each, you know, fiber of it better than the person that finds it, you know, or founds it. So so yeah, I mean, you know, he's been an incredible resource for me and friend 
to help and care so deeply about its community and growth and and what we've been able to do with it, I think is great. Like we've been able to add uh, to the experience, enhance the experience, you know, and we have all these buckets we think, um, you know, that are, that are most important to focus on, whether it's spectators, partners, you know, athletes and volunteers, they're all equally important in this whole thing. And, you know, how a volunteer runs through these, these days um, and works the event and participates with the event, you know, how an athlete runs through the, you know, those things are super important. And we, we took each of those pieces, you know, and including spectators and partners and said, how can we, you know, every year, make sure we improve those things, their experience and, and, uh, and, and how they run through the event and, you know, what they get, like, you know, in the end, the most beautiful piece of Wadapalooza is that all those components, those four components don't necessarily look at what's in it for them. Um, but for me, it is what's in it for them. You know, how can we make sure that they get a lot of value for what, you know, what they've invested in us? you know, whether it is financial or time, you know, um, those people should be getting a huge value. And that's, you know, that's who we are as an agency. That's who I have been as a business person my whole life. And, and you know, I want to over deliver uh, to people, no matter what it is, whether they're working with us, uh, or they're buying something from us, right. So, you know, that's where I think we've done a really good job. And, you know, it's blown up over the last couple of years. It's been fascinating, you know, um, you know, we'll sit around and try to figure out how we build a bigger boat, you know, to, to host people at, and, um, you know, it's the only miss we have, I think every year is just not building a big enough, you know, um, venue or, you know, seating solutions for people to be able to sit in. Um, and I know that, and, and we, we were trying to, you know, build it, bigger and better this year so we can accept all those people um that want to be there but you know that piece uh would be like the only sort of you know source part for me because i just you know honestly you couldn't even predict what happened last year or the year before in terms of how many people attended but i will you know i will over predict this year just to make sure that we're ready for that um but yeah it's um it's an evolution and i think like the next stages of it is just you know it's thinking insanely big and, um, you know, being, you know, a steward of this community and this brand, um, you know, requires that. And me, you know, people like myself, not, you know, um, holding it back, stepping back and adding, you know, people and things to it that make a lot of sense for, you know, what it could be and should be moving forward. And I think this can be the biggest fitness festival in the history of fitness. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, and, and I, you know, I believe that we can and will do that. Um, you know, I think of events like the Arnold and, you know, I think of what we have in Miami and it's like, man, we can do that. You know, the Arnold has a couple hundred thousand people a day go through it. And I think we can do that. Honestly, it's just, um, and, our, and it's so cool and on brand. So we're going to add events to it and continue to grow. Like I want people to weight lift at it. I want people to power lift. You know, I want strong men to come. I want people to run a road race. Um, you know, I don't, you know, eventually down the line, like it could be any sport. Maybe it's a three on three basketball tournament. Like it doesn't matter what it like. I really, I just want it to be, a, you know, the biggest platform for activity there is in the world. I mean, Gideon and his team, obviously um, the base of, of what you guys took over was already a, you know, absolutely amazing. I remember from my starting days of CrossFit years ago, remembering the name, you know, before the social media was, was so big and, and so on. So it's, it's also a big responsibility 
to take a really established brand like that and making it your own, keeping what they already created, but but still making it your own. What is it about Waterpalooza that makes it so special and makes it so fantastic that people, it's, it's a festival of fitness. It's not just a competition. It's not just, we're going to train hard and, and compete. It's... It, it looks like a music festival with a lot of naked people, which is actually what a music festival is, but a lot of fit people, you know, throwing it down and, and heavy barbells and so on. What, what, what gives Waterpalooza that, that edge? Yeah, it, it's, um, we would call it the secret sauce, right? Like there's, it, there's, a, there's a number of things that would add up to it. You know, I think you touched on something at the front end of that that's really important to me, which is, is it, it isn't me or it isn't mine or it isn't this, this event, which like, it's so cliche, you know, it's like the, you know, it sounds like a sales pitch, but it's like, you know, this, this thing is the communities, which is what it, it what makes it, that's what you're asking, right? Like what, what is, what, what makes Waza Waza, you know, it's the, the people that have been there 10 times, the pride in that, you know, um, that, that saw it with 150 people in that same park and now come and there's 40, 50,000 people that walk through that property over the course of five days. Right. Um, that it's got Miami in the winter in the United States, uh, with a perfect brand, you know, that associates with the market. Um, and you know, you have a community that wants to burst and celebrate in that sort of Miami style that doesn't have the opportunity to, and we provide the platform, right? So, you know, that's just a culmination and accumulation of the right time, the right place with the right people, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, you know, whether it's, you know, the right people that help start it and now facilitate it to the people that attend it on an annual basis. It's, um, it's a, it's a movement. It's got nothing to do with me, Dylan, Guido, even at this point, it's, you know, Waza is this thing that, you know, you all as a community um, help progress and move. Uh, it's, you know, it is, it's so fascinating to study that stuff historically. You know, it's like almost like people getting elected to seats, you know, how does it, and I'm, you know, I'm reading a book by a politician in the United States now about that. And it's like, you know, he had lost election after election and then he becomes president. It's like, how does that happen? Who knows? You know, <laughs> you said the right thing once and like people get uh, attract to you and associate with you and you speak to the, con, you know, the consumer or the voter, whatever it is. And, and yeah, I think that this is like something that really spoke to our space um, at the right time and in, in the right place on the calendar. And it's just, it's, you know, a, you know, it's such a badass event. Um, and it's, it, it, you know, it's a badass community that, you know, I think there's a, you know, for years, people, people watched it play out through social media and created a lot of FOMO because of, you know, it was, you know, Miami in January. And uh, so, yeah, those things, it's just, you know, when, you know, what it is and the people associated with it have just, you know, added up to this just undeniable force. And it's really fun to be a part of. When you look at What Up Loser and the two sanctionals that, that Loud and Live also has, is it, is it possible to replicate that? Because it's What Up Loser, it's a festival. It's not necessarily a sanctional, which is obviously a lot more serious. You know, that's the, that's the last phase before you actually make it to the game. So the energy is different. But is it possible to replicate something like that and just even inject a little bit of that 
spark into something like the Granite Games? Yeah, it's an awesome question. And it's really the spirit of kind of where we're trying to go with each individual um, event that we're a part of, right? We, we bought Granite Games because we saw the potential um, for it to look a lot like uh, what we do in Miami, but in, in a different fashion. And, you know, we're working towards that. Um, I think the move to Minneapolis was a first good step, you know, because it was in a very small community a couple hours outside of Minneapolis. Um, but that community is vibrant and, um, you know, healthy. It's, it's a 10 year event, you know, it's a real legacy global event. Um, so, you know, and I'd tell you like where with those events, and then you mentioned West Coast Classic, I, I believe um, right now today, the, the, the move is on with West Coast Classic already. You know, I think that that event, um, we were so excited to execute that event in a historic venue and location in, in Del Mar. Didn't happen this year. So we brought it to Vegas, which in its own right was like this insanely crazy opportunity to do something in a, in a market that I think really does belong in our schedule. And the response was wild. Um, and, and West Coast Classic, you know, has quickly become as recognizable a brand as any really in our space, you know, event. Um, and I see that, you know, in the next, you know, couple of years, starting to look and feel a lot like, um, you know, on brand for that and that Western community, a lot like Wadapalooza. Um, so I think, you know, the, it, 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 you know, quickly will become a pillar uh, event and, and um, point on the schedule. It's uh, mm -hmm. that, that West Coast community, is undeniable really deserves something big that they own um like you know the you know like Wadapalooza is to Miami that is to to that community mm. um any uh, you you were you were talking about the games organizing the the two the two sanctions obviously is a thing on its own um but your presence and the different brands that you guys have going on at, at the game tell us about how from a loud and life point of view um, representing also all of those brands and get them in the right place, especially with uh, the, I mean, the games itself and the season has changed so much in the last few years that going from 2019 to 2020, obviously, which was very small to a kind of a semi-normal games that we, that we know now, how do you guys approach this year? Yeah, I mean, on the brand side, it's exciting. You know, it, it's, um, you know, it's kind of what Loud and Live brought to the space, um, you know, and, and, you know, I was able to sort of meld our relationships into some of the key competencies of what Loud and Live does on the marketing side, you know, bring expertise to execution. Um, and so that's our relationship to that. And we're really, you know, we're um, really proud of partnering in supporting brands like Noble and Goad or whoever it is that we work with at these events, uh, we're a small piece of you know a big you know opportunity that they're executing, and um, so you know we're you know we're we're really excited about that. And that was always an idea that we wanted to you know um, execute on. We wanted to be a big part of of um, you know bringing those expertise to to the fitness market um, because we felt like we in theory um had the most uh expert knowledge of the space and now applying that 
um, you know, to, to, you know, helping brands execute, you know, their, their vision and dream. And, you know, in, in these opportunities, we, we were really proud and wanted to bring that. Um, and I think, um, you know, as far, as far as overall is like, I think you were asking, you know, being back to, a, you know, our first normal game, um, you know, I think, it, I think this is like, this is a really big, week coming up um and and i'm excited about it because i think it's we've seen the normalcy start to come to to the u.s market from a sports perspective entertainment perspective you know venues are filling um you know things are getting back to normal um you know our you know our our community our goal you know our country is starting to you know get really you know back to the normal day-to-day life and, and 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 we haven't you know, um, semifinals was an, was an opportunity to, and it was rough, honestly. Like, I think the global community is still suffering from this, you know, pandemic and it's, you know, it's hard to watch. And, and, um, you know, you look at the Olympics, like there's no fans going to the Olympics. Um, you know, I think for us here, you know, even our events, semifinals, it was still a little weird. You know, people were unsure stepping into it. What, what's happening at the games is, what we've seen in a baseball stadium, a a football, soccer stadium, they've been full. We're going to have a full venue. And I think the global CrossFit community will see us back, back back to normal. And I think that's, will bode really well for kind of how we progress into events like rogue, um, which we're all super excited about. Um, That's an amazing event uh, in October. And then other events after, you know, Wadapalooza, Dubai, whatever those events are, I think people will be ready to, um, you know, get back and, and, and attend that type of stuff. It's been interesting, honestly, you know, um, what we'll see is this, you know, celebration and we're back. It's been really hard, right? A lot of international athletes have had a hard time finding their way to the United States to compete. Um, CrossFit did a really good job getting our government to accept CrossFit as a market sport. Mm-hmm. Um so that, you know, those kids could have their exemptions to get in. Um, but yeah, which is, I think, the biggest step here, right? It's like being globally recognized by our government so that people can come in from external to compete. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it, I'm excited. I'm excited for that event to be executed to its fullest form so that people see that, all right, our space is now getting back to a little bit of normal. Yeah, I it's great to hear that that there is some normalcy returning to some spaces or some spots in the world south africa not so much we in level four lockdown it's the cases are very bad here so we still are far away from having some normalcy and you see um the the russian athletes have had to withdraw from the games you know you were talking about how the, the us is opening up you know to to different athletes around the world but there are still obviously a lot of countries and their athletes that are battling to um, make it to the games and that's very sad but at least you know our new normal is is something that we that, that we can live with you know um looking into the future you you talk about all the the relationships and and with the different brands and and the events rogue and what a blues are your event but the games as well and all these brands that you guys represent and help but the the saying goes it's it's not personal it's just business but but that's not how you do business. You've mentioned that the people that you do business, it's it's personal, it's it's friendships and friendships that 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 turn into into family. And that's a different way to look at business. But I mean, it's it's worked pretty well for yourself, for, for you over the years. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for recognizing that. And I think I've said it many times that um, I, I buy into and, and live <clears throat> and feel and, you know, um, that business is personal. Um, I, I don't buy that whole, like, you know, that's that, like, you know, cookie cutter business world is, is it's not personal, it's business. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I grew up in a, you know, I was very fortunate. You mentioned on the forefront, you know, I was in a family business and it was, it was personal. You know, my, my father taught me that, you know, our customers were personal to us, um, that, you know, we were in the car business and, you know, I, I just didn't, I don't know any different really. So it was kind of how I grew up. And I watched him be very successful in his business life that way. And um, yeah, there's not all it, it. There's obviously some bad with the good when when things are personal. But I'll tell you what, like my experience is that um, personal works. You know, because you know if you care, it, it's just the word care kind of comes into play. Like the the more you care for people you work with and work for. Um, I think the better job you do. So, you know, we, um, you know, we buy into that as an organization. And I think if there, you know, I think our space really buys into that, uh, that business is really personal. Um, Rogue does, um, Noble does, you know, any, any of these businesses that are very endemic to our space, I would characterize them all as, you know, things are very personal for them in, in, in the most positive manner. Do you think it's got a lot to do with with our sport of fitness? Um, because you mentioned big names, um, companies, brands that that you know well known brands in in CrossFit, but is is it the community aspect of it that also plays a role? Yeah, I I think it's um, you know it's it, it it's interesting. The more um, the you know community based business is not a new phenomenon, right? Like I, I, I think, I think we've, um, uh, we've got one of the most thriving, you know, best case, uh, studies on that. Right. Like, I think it's, it's, um, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's this incredibly passionate community, um, very engaged. Uh, and it is fascinating to a lot of people external that kind of look into it and see the engagement, you know, what, you know, the analytics, if you start to get down to numbers and just kind of how this company, how this community operates and day to day and how these businesses thrive. Uh, yeah, that the, the community, like, you know, that, that name gets tossed around a lot. And I think there's a lot of recognition externally now to, to how we sort of process that, um, the community is, is the lifeblood, you know, the people that walk into a CrossFit gym on a day-to-day -day basis are the ones that are moving this forward. The affiliate owner, um, you know, all these micro communities that like now that now live within the space, whether it's a training program digitally, um, whether it's a gym owner, whether it's a brand, um, th there's, uh, there's so much passion, um, in the space that you know that that truly is what what continues to to help this thing snowball grow thrive uh so yeah that is that, that it's it's undeniable you know i i've you know i've done work in other sports of late and um you know i I've, i grew up a golfer uh it's a sport i've always just kind of you know done um competed in or, or enjoyed and it's funny I, you know my experience in golf now is you know analogous to this that that community is very similar 
um, and, and how it engages and, you know, the pride that they have <clears throat> in their sport and in its community. So it's, um, it's really amazing. You know, that, that piece of what we have and do, um, is, is something that, you know, it's hard to duplicate, honestly, it's, it, that's the movement, right? That people, it's you, it's, it's anybody that on a day-to-day basis chooses to walk into the gym. Absolutely. You mentioned the different sports that, that you've been exposed to golf and your experience with CrossFit for, for many, many years now coming in as an agent, looking at where professional athletes are at the moment. You've got a lot of big names that, that, that you represent. What would you say is, is missing from the space for support for athletes? I'm not talking about your, your big, big names, obviously that, you know, you have your tier on your mat where the sponsors, you know, fall over their feet to, to represent these, these athletes, but for the other athletes, is there something that you would suggest or do you feel that that's missing and needs to come into the space? Yeah. I mean, we're making constant progress. Um, I'd like always it to be faster than, you know, you know, that, but I think that helps it thrive, right? Like that, you know, lack of um, acceptance, um, you know, and always wanting to grow, but, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, the progress um, for us to, you know, continue to grow um, is, you know, helping continue to support these events and more importantly, the athletes, you know, I think it's um, that group, um, you know, all the way down to, you know, the, 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 the amateur, I would say, and, you know, got people like us that would want to compete at an event like Wadapalooza because those events have thousands of participants. Um, It's just, you know, you know, continuing to build great, you know, great experiences, business people being more and more um, involved in, in things, you know, those, those platforms, but, you know, supporting athletes, you know, helping the you know, middle-class rise in the athlete pool, right? You know, you know, allowing more and more people to train on a daily basis professionally. Um, and it's a challenge, right? It's not, those are just, um, those are, you know, nobody's holding that back intentionally is the point. Like those things um, need to progress and, you know, brands want that to progress. The sport wants it to progress, you know, CrossFit, headquarters and uh so do organizers like myself um and then in the end it's just you know engagement helps that right in the end it's you know people attending events um you know people you know continuing to engage those brands and and, you know networks um social and you know whether they're tv networks whatever it is um platforms engaging it but we're, we're 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 making a ton of progress there's a lot of great things going on and it's, you know, um, you know, people like myself continuing to advocate and help and find ways to continue to support deeper, uh, that athlete pool. Um, so I think that that's, I wouldn't even say it's missing. It's just, you know, that's the piece that we have to work hardest at over the next five years, you know, and you know, what this looks like in five years, um, you know, is going to, you know, be heavily predicated on, you know, um, all of us, whether it's an event organizer, an agent, a brand, uh, that the, the governing body, um, working really hard to move the needle forward, reinvesting back in the athlete because the athlete, um, and their ability to get better, uh, be extraordinary, you know, so people want to watch, uh, is the answer to growing. 
and it's an it's it's a young sport. I think we we sometimes forget that that how we're still actually in the beginning stages, even though we've we've been around and and things have happened so fast. And the next open is I think it's the fourteenth year, which in it's it's actually amazing that how far the sport has come in such a short period of time. Matt, if if these organizers, event organizers out there, or maybe even athletes, they just want to reach out and maybe ask for advice regarding the events or or management and so on. Can they contact you? Can they can they get in touch with with um, Loud and Live Sports? How, yeah, are you active in that way? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and I get a lot of reach out. Uh, and and one of the things I'm always intent on. I, I'm I'm really happy to give my ten cents to anybody. And and um, you know, I I've always said you know in any type of interview like this, or you know, if anybody's ever asked, I'm not always the right fit. Um, you know, I can't work with everybody, but I always, you know, there's an answer there. There's a lot of people like me that do what I do and, you know, and I, we're all friends because we all know that we have a huge, a bigger job to do to, to help grow the space. So I'm happy to point people in the right direction, but yeah, people can email me, um, you know, M, M O'Keefe at loudlive.com and, or you can DM me on Instagram. I, I do my best to keep up with that stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty accessible. People find a way to get in touch with me. I think my email's on my Instagram um, profile. So I'm not hiding. If people want to talk to me, um, I'd love to talk to you, you know, and, and see how I can help, you know, whether it's, you know, I, I have a lot of conversations with people about business, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, um, you know, people that, you know, would love to work, you know, in our system, as well and, and then athletes you know we're always happy to give people um some support and, and help direct them on 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 their you know pursuit to to be better and and become a you know a top-end athlete this will be the the first year that in seven years that matt fraser won't be bracing us with his presence at um at the game so the podium is is going to see a new gold medalist at the top of it who are you keeping your eyes on for on the main side and then of course on the women's side for this year yeah it's it's a it's a good question it's a um it's a bit it's bittersweet right for me personally like i've been you know matt i always call myself matt's caddy um <laughs> for the last seven years at the games um so it'll be a different year i'm really proud for him that you know he's been able to take that step it was it was the right time for him the right decision um and what you know i think that it's, you know, there's some excitement around the guys side, obviously, because I don't think anybody could predict who's going to win the games this year. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of guys that have a chance to, um, you know, there's probably, you know, five to seven athletes that I would say are real contenders to win the CrossFit games this year, which is really exciting, right? Um, I thought it was incredibly exciting to watch Matt dominate. Um, maybe I'm unique in that because of the position I sat in, but I will miss that. Um, but yeah, there's, <clears throat> you know, there's a ton of guys, you know, you know, you have, you know, all these guys that have been around a while, like Cole and Brent and Pat and BKG and Noah. Um, and there's, you know, there's new guys like, you know, Jason Hopper and Justin Medeiros that um, have real chances, you know, all those guys there, I mean, that's seven and I'm sure I'm missing some guys that, <laughs> that have a chance, you know, when you have a field of people that, you know, what Matt did 
was, you know, when he started the CrossFit games, I think, you know, because he worked so hard to be buttoned up, you know, I don't think there was ever anything that was going to put him in a position where he was going to finish, you know, 20th in an event. We very rarely ever saw that from him at the CrossFit game. So, you know, he was going to accumulate this, you know, um, set of work that was going to be all top 10 finishes. And that's really hard to beat. You essentially have to go then be perfect, right? You can't finish outside the top 10 in an event and, and compete with a guy like that. I think that anybody that, you know, I mentioned or anybody in the field is essentially probably going to have that type of an event at, at the CrossFit games where they finish 20th. Um, it's, a, it's a near impossibility with the eliteness of the sport to not have an event that, you know, you're probably, you know, a little more mediocre comparatively to the field. In, right. So that's, will create excitement on the leaderboard. You know, if somebody in first finishes 20th, that shakes the leaderboard up, which is something we didn't see as much of, you know, in the past, you know, you did a little earlier in Matt's career. Um, and, the, you know, on the women's side, it's, um, it's tough to, to, you know, see um, how, you know, somebody accumulates against what, you know, Tia does comparatively to what I just described with Matt, right? Tia is not going to finish outside the top 10 in a workout, really. Um, so that's really hard, but there, you know, there's players on that side that have won multiple CrossFit games like Katrin and Annie, who's back, you know, so, you know, how cool is it that Annie had a baby and, you know, is going to be there. Kara Saunders is going to be there, um, after having a baby, but, um, yeah, I mean, it should be really, you know, it's funny. I sit on, I, you know, what, you know, it's interesting is like every year I went to the games with Matt and somehow every year it was, you know, it, it became antsy and then it would play out and Matt would, mar you know, lengthen this margin of victory. And, you know, it would be, you know, so obvious after the fact that how far he was ahead, but I'll tell you, you know, for those, you know, it's what makes Tia great. It's what makes Matt great is that going into it, that's, that's not assumed and or, or, or given, right. Which, you know, creates some excitement leading up. Right. So um, I think it's, I think it's going to be, an incredible games um it'll be a little different obviously from my perspective but nobody cares about that I, i'll <laughs> i'll have fun nonetheless and that's not true Matt's that's going, you're here uh, for a reason we can't we can't what you think <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know matt's going to the games in a very different capacity this year which will be fun um you know he's excited you know he's gonna you know do some uh stuff at a gym off-site where you know people can come and train with him and uh experience his program hwpo and He'll be doing some appearances on site for Rogue and just be milling around. I think, you know, being accessible, I think, you know, the the one downside for fans were that they've never really got to engage Matt at the CrossFit mm -hmm. Games because he was so focused on one thing. And, um, you know, this year he'll be very present. So it'll be, uh, you know, anybody going to the games, it should be really exciting, Matt, be around. You won't have a hard time, you know, being able to, to, to spend a second with him and take a photo. Um, that's his intent. Uh, he really wants yeah. to give back, you know, to the community that's given so much to him uh, and be there to, you know, introduce himself to some people that he's just never been able to meet before. So that should be fun and stressful in its own right. You know, 10,000 <laughs> people trying to get at him will be exciting, but yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be, uh, I think the, the guy side will be a wild, wild, wild finish. Uh, it's sort of the wild west right now. Yeah, I think, um, I don't think we'll talk about CrossFit and not mention Matt's name ever again. I think um, since he started um, collecting his gold medals five years ago or six years ago now, 
um, that his name will always appear at, and it will be a very, very long time on the main side before anybody does what he did ever again, if it is ever achieved ever again. Exciting to watch TR. Um, I believe that she will be on top of the podium again for the fifth year. Very exciting. But yeah, as you said, it's it's going to be an interesting game, a different games. And I think athletes that like um, you mentioned, Pat Valner, Brent Fikowski, that haven't that they haven't had the chance to actually have, be in in person competition since 2019, actually, you know, be, before the world closed down. So I think it's going to be exciting and stressful at the same time for for whole different reasons. Um, Matt, I want to thank lot, you yeah. know some some of the some no, of no. that group that you're mentioning. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Um, that group that you're mentioning too on the guy's side, like there's um, there's this there's this group of incredible competitors, you know. And it, you know what's amazing with that group is, you know, and people, it's unseen and untold is that they went in every year with every intent on taking Matt down, um, you know, which is you know really uh, incredible and admirable and. You know, and I think there's um, a freeing a little bit with Matt's exit, you know, that these guys can swing a little harder and, and not not have to achieve um, necessarily that perfection that they walked in the door with every year to to get where they want to get. So, yeah, and I, and I agree with you on the Matt side. Like, I think it's um, it'd be sad to to think that, you know, he'd be forgotten for any reason. And I don't think that that would ever be the case. But, you know, certainly what we were able to watch um, as spectators and then, you know, I was able to be a part of um, doesn't matter if it's CrossFit. It's, you know, it's one of the greatest achievements in sports history to be able to dominate at the level that he has for the years that he has, um, you know, is is something that people need to recognize and remember. Um, so I hope I hope you're right about that. I think I think the key word that you just used was was dominate because you 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 get people that that you know have multiple championships in, in different sports. But I actually watched the clip earlier today before prior to our interview. I was looking for something and I came across the um, the the law um, at Atlanta at, at last year's games, and I mean he won ten from the of the of the twelve events exactly. There we go, right behind you. I was I was actually looking at that, but the commentator, I can't remember who it was, I apologize, but said that he, you know, just reiterated that he won 10 out of the 12 events and what he did, just not with the sec this final stage, but with the first stage as well, the, the dominance and what he did and, and that it, it, he was he was untouchable for, for a lot of years. And I think um, Noah giving him a run um, in 2019 was also very exciting to see. Um, also, maybe to see that Matt is human, <laughs> you know, because I think we mm -hmm. we had a doubt there for a while. But um, yeah, I think I think the word that will will be around for a while is Matt Fraser's dominance. I think that that yeah. describes what what he did pretty well. And I think we can we're going to add that to to Tia's name very soon. I, I think we can actually already, but I think um, it's going to be exciting what she to see what she does next week. She's <clears throat> she's every bit yeah as dominant yeah it's um it's pretty cool to watch it's it, it's interesting i think what you're probably spot on about is you know if you look at what this looks like 20 or 30 years from now we may never see this again um so it's it's such a incredible piece of history that we should all be you know really uh fortunate to be you know witnessing or a part of whatever layer you're in on it yeah so it's fun it's exciting i can't wait for next week <laughs> 